Check, check. This thing's on. Hey, I'm Bill DeVille. Welcome to Music Heads, your weekly essential music digest. In this installment, we'll have a chat with Murph from the Wombats. He'll tell us what he's been digging in the guest list. For the essentials, Barb Abney's bringing in her favorite Prince album. Mark Wheat and Melanie Walker will join me for the music meeting. We'll break down that new Mayor Hawthorne effort. For the next big thing, Mel will also talk about the Bombay Bicycle Club. And we'll have a sneak peek of a new track from the best band in late night, The Roots, who have a new album called Undone. All in this episode of Music Heads. But first, it's time for the music cast. David Safar is in for Jill Riley with the news. Hi, David. How's it going, Bill? I will try to be fair and objective today. Do your best. Starting us off, uh, rest in peace, Heavy D. Last Tuesday, we saw the passing of hip-hop artist Heavy D of Heavy D and the Boys. He collapsed in the hall outside his apartment after a shopping trip. Paramedics took him to the hospital where he died 90 minutes later. He reportedly went to the hospital the previous day with flu-like symptoms, and his family mentioned that he just wasn't feeling well at the time of his death. While the autopsy is complete, the cause of death will not be announced until the toxicology report is returned in six weeks or so. He was only 45 years of age. Young. Yeah. Rose has a new album. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Rose has announced that their new album, titled Floaty, will be released this coming spring. Recorded after Jonesy's solo tour, the group says that the album sounds introverted, floaty, minimal, and ambient. Sigarosa's live album and film titled Innie goes on sale next week as well. I'm kind of excited about uh, new Sigarosa material. They're all busy, I guess, having babies, so Yancey went out and had a solo album, and now it seems like everything's back to normal and new music in 2012. EMI is sold. It's a done deal. Last week, Citigroup announced the sale of EMI recording and publishing. They bought the label just nine months ago from private equity firm Terra Firma, which sunk into debt due to their purchase of EMI. (laughs) EMI Publishing Group is being sold to Sony, the recorded music division of Vivendi UMG, for nearly $2 billion. Labels are still worth money? $2 billion, apparently. (laughs) The label carried artists such as David Bowie, Pink Floyd, you've heard of these guys, Blur, LCD Sound System, Queen, Roxy Music, and the Beatles, Lou Reed, and many more. Uh, Their publishing group includes Arcade Fire, Daft Punk, Amy Winehouse. They're huge. They're Mm -hmm. huge, and now they're Mm -hmm. even bigger. Sounds like it. Black Sabbath is back together. You would have thought they would have announced it before Halloween, but... You would think. Yeah, here we are. Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward, the four original members of Black Sabbath, are back in business. It was announced last week that Black Sabbath will be releasing a new album next fall, the first Sabbath album to feature Ozzy since 1978. Oh I didn't realize it's been that long. It's a long time. Yeah. Following the release of the album will be a supporting world tour... And they've already been scheduled to headline the 2012 Download Festival in England. Very good. Thanks for filling in, David. Nice job. My pleasure, Bill. Mm-hmm. What is this that stands before me? Figure in black, which part?
Goers this week, albums from Childish Gambino, David Mead, The Do, Gym Class Heroes, Lost Campesinos' new album is called Hello Sadness from the UK band. Part Lies, Part Heart, Part Trash, Part Garbage, 1982 to 2011, new collection from R.E.M., Free Clouds, new album from Carter Tanton, and Get Along is the brand new Tegan and Sarah album. And the Twin Cities' own Pertinier Sandstone, the kind of alt-bluegrass outfit, is a brand new album called Paradise Hop out today. This is a track called Solid Gone, here on Music. The crows they flock at twilight, all you men should know. Why won't goes out at night, devil knows what for. That girl is gone, she's solid gone, she's solid gone, left a year alone. Said lies, flowers, give her sugar and things, but if I want her hard, it'll take a diamond ring. That girl is gone, she's solid gone, she's solid gone, left a year alone. with the next big thing is my colleague Melanie Walker. What you got today, Mel? Today I have a band called the Bombay Bicycle Club that are just going to blow your socks off, Bill. Bicycle Club. They're they're British indie rock band, yeah. um, comprised of four people. They're from London. Uh, it's Jack Steadman. He's on the vocals and guitar. Jamie McColl, who's on guitar. Ed Nash is on the bass, and they have a drummer called Surin Desarum. And they met when they were 15, just young lads in high school, and started playing under a name called the Canals. Um, and they play all these like crazy little gigs Mm -hmm. um, in these London undergrounds for underage kids that shouldn't be out that late kind of deal. Um, Soon they changed their name to Bombay Bicycle Club because actually they named themselves after a a chain of Indian restaurants in London. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but maybe they're big fans of the food or something, but it's a great name. It's catchy. You remember it. They were playing all the time and and started to um, enter competitions a little bit, and they entered this Virgin Mobile competition called Road to V that I guess Channel 4 for BBC mm-hmm. did over in the UK back in 2006 and they were announced as two of the winners of the competition um, one of the other bands was the Holloways I'm not sure if you've been hearing their name around at all their name, yeah. the Holloways they're a pretty good band but they were one of the other winners other previous participants that we've played here at the current a band called the Young Knives yeah it's funny how these contest things go over there I mean here you lose cred when you're in a contest no, over there it's not, it's, some of them are cool 
the exactly. cool bands get through, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's been helpful to them, this this Virgin Mobile contest yeah. that they did. And so they ended up uh, playing an opening slot at a festival for the V Festival, uh, the Virgin Mobile Festival back in 2006, and have just really steadily started to build a fan base for themselves. Um, soon in 2007, after winning this contest and playing these festivals, NME, which is like, you know, the big Rolling Stone of the UK, named Bombay Bicycle Club one of the hottest bands, or excuse me, the hottest band to come out of North London for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. when NME speaks over there, you listen. that happened they started releasing these EPs and um, they were all put out on a label that they created called Mm Records and the guy who produced all these EPs and he's produced almost all of their records I'm pretty sure is Jim Abbas who's really well known for doing the Arctic Monkeys and Adele's debut debut albums so you know they've got a really accredited producer who's working with them and so they put out these EPs and have been doing steadily really well over in the UK and in Europe but really haven't like crossed the pond over here quite yet and I'm not exactly sure why they haven't really played a lot of dates over here i have seen them at south by southwest in years past but just nothing has really been drumming up over here they eventually signed to island records over in the uk back in 2008 and put out their debut album yeah um they went ahead and uh won a best new band award for the 2010 nme awards i mean they were up against people bill like the xx the Big Pink, La Rue, even Mumford & Sons, they beat wow. out all those bands yeah. as the best new band for the NME Awards. So that was huge. They did the Twilight Eclipse soundtrack, which those Twilight soundtracks are like John Hughes film oh, soundtracks yeah. these days. I mean, they're very carefully curated and have some of the best new bands on them. So for Bombay Bicycle Club to be on you know, a Twilight soundtrack is a big deal.
playing around with lots of different sounds too, Bill. You know, they started kind of shoegazy indie rock, uh, which has become very popular over yeah. in the UK. And then they kind of started to do the folk thing, like a lot of the Mumford and Sons bands over in the UK. And now, what did they say in an article here I read? Um, uh, their lead singer Jack said, right now the most interesting scenes in the UK aren't the guitar bands. It's moving on to electronic music. He yeah, said, it's been heading that way, it seems like. Yeah, he says, I'm much more interested in music like James Blake and all the post-dubstep stuff. So when they made this new album of theirs, um, this new album that's called... Well, they're more of a guitar-oriented outfit, though, ultimately, aren't they? They are more yeah. of a guitar-oriented out outfit, but when they did this new album that they've just come out yeah. with called A Different Kind of Fix, they purposefully took a little bit more of an electronic step forward and started using drum loops and started using more keyboards and started yeah. using more sampling. And they still sound like a traditional kind of indie rock band, but it's just a little bit... Um, it, it's produced a little bit differently, and it's got an extra layer on there. And I think they're looking back at some people, you know, like the Chemical Brothers and Fatboy Slim, who were really phenomenal big beat masters yeah, over yeah. in the UK. Um, they looked at people like that and are getting a lot of inspiration from them because it's been like 20, 25 years since those electronic outfits really put out music. So um, I think it's cool that they're kind of looking back and, and taking a step forward at the same time. When is this new album from Bombay Bicycle Club to be released? It's already out already in the stores. Mm -hmm. It came out a while ago, actually, over in the UK in late August, and it just recently hit the stores over here, so you can get it. It's called A Different Kind of Fix by the Bombay Bicycle Club. Thanks, Melanie Walker. It's the next big thing here on Music Heads. Let's listen to a song, Melanie. What do you got in mind here? I actually think we should listen to something that um, Jack, the lead singer of the band, says is much more electronic okay. than stuff they've put out in the past. It's a track called How Can You Swallow So Much Sleep by the Bombay Bicycle Club. And it's here on Music Heads. Can I wake you up? Can I wake you up? Is it late enough? Is it late enough? There's a story in which my could you back me up? 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 There's a story in which my eyes shut. Is it late enough? Is it late enough? There's a story in which my eyes shut. Could you back me up? Could you back me up? This is Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the guest list, where some of our favorite artists share with us some of the music they've been listening to. And I'm Bill DeVille, and I'm joined by Murph of the band The Wombats. Welcome to the Twin Cities, Murph. Thank you very much. It's how's nice the, to be here. Yeah, how's the tour been going for you so far? Um, yeah, it's been really good, actually. Um, kind of um, better than expected. I guess this is our second um, major U.S. tour, and um, yeah, in some cities we're playing to a lot of people, and it seems like things are... Um, slowly moving to a, a good place. 
Mm-hmm. So, Murph, we want to know what you've been listening to. What's uh, what's going on in your iPod? What uh, what music have you been uh, digging lately? Um, I guess as a band, we're ha- kind of having a bit of a Smashing Pumpkins revival. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about the Smashing Pumpkins that you guys enjoy? I don't know. It was one of the bands that we first that we kind of really um, bonded over when we started, and um, myself and Dan were pretty addicted to Machina for quite some time. And I don't know. It was more kind of just the heaviness and the size of the riffs and Billy Corgan's uh, weird voice, really. Mm-hmm. Any particular song from Smashing Pumpkins that uh, you you've uh, been listening to? Um, I think my favourite's probably um, Soma from Siamese Dream. Towards um, sisters in a band called Team Me. They're mm-hmm. from Norway. They've just released their album. I don't think they've got a deal over here yet, but um, they definitely want to keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. What is it about the, about them that you like? Um, they just have this kind of big, epic, kind of arcade fire esque, extremely melodic. Um, it seems Norwegian bands have a really amazing ear for a melody, and mm-hmm. um, they, they, they don't. They never seem to fail to impress, and they're really. Um, uh, amazing to watch live as well. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning the the band that's opening for you. Who is that now? Yeah, um, was well, two the the Postels and the Static Jacks are uh, opening for us at the moment. And I've, I think we've all fa- fell in love with um, the Static Jacks a little bit. Mm-hmm. The kind of um, five kids from New Jersey, <clears throat> quite young. Well, about twenty twenty one, and they're just this like um, little fireball of punk energy really when they come on stage they're so refreshing and exciting to watch all right that is uh Murph from the band the wombats telling us about what uh, what he's been listening to thanks so much for dropping by Murph. oh yeah no mm-hmm. thank you very mm-hmm. much all right thank you Maybe we should
Time now for the music meeting, and joining me is our music director, Melanie Walker. Hi, Mel. Hey, how's it going, Bill? Going good, and our evening host, Mark Weed, is here as well. Sweet. Good right. to be back. Mayor Hawthorne just released his second album titled How Do You Do? He's a multi-talented artist originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hawthorne sings, produces, writes, arranges, and engineers, and actually began his career as a DJ rapper. He does his hip-hop stuff under the moniker DJ Haircut. Hawthorne struck it big with his retro soul inspired Just Ain't Gonna Work Out a couple of years ago. He continues down that path with a new How Do You Do album. You can hear Motown, Philly Soul, Curtis Mayfield, and even Barry White and Hall and Oates all over his new work, though he says he's more influenced by the late Jay Dilla. Hawthorne's falsetto can make the ladies swoon, and it's all over the new album, which is loaded with mid-tempo R&B grooves and is ready for your dance party. Here's the track called The Walk on Music Hats. Baby, what you doing? talking about melanie is it working for you kind of you know i thought i was going to listen to this album and absolutely love it because i was a huge huge massive fan of his debut um, album called the strange Strange, arrangement Arrangement. and we did that huge feature on him just a little while ago on music heads where we talked about mayor hawthorne being the next big thing i still have faith that he's going to be the next big thing but he's a different kind of thing that i think he's going to be um he was much more like Al Green, Temptations, you know, old school Motown soul on that first album. Yeah. This one's a little more Michael McDonald, Holland Oates, (laughs) Steve Winwood. It's a little smoother. It's a little smoother for me. I hear what you're saying. It's a little smoother. There's more keyboards. It's a little bit more blue-eyed soul than that last one was. I mean, that last album was really raw and really, um, I mean... He he recorded all of his vocals for that first album through a set of headphones because he was so poor. I don't in his even home know studio. how you do that. Right. He didn't have a real mic, and so there was this real raw quality to that check, first check, album. Check. Yeah, I know. It doesn't work too well. It does. No, but I don't. I don't really. This new album on the big label, it's just a little smoother than I would have liked to to have sound. It's more CeeLo, less Al Green. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And so there's not, I have nothing against CeeLo. I have nothing against like John Legend, Raphael Sadiq, the new soul comers. They're awesome. They're amazing. But there was something about Mayor Hawthorne that took me back in an authentic way mm-hmm. that I really liked. And I don't hear that so much on this new album. Um, there, But I do enjoy a couple of tracks. Like I really liked uh, this one, surprisingly, that had Snoop Dogg on there 
there called I Can't Stop. I think it was like a Delphonics tribute kind of track. And I was like, that's Snoop Dogg on there. Okay, you get a little bit of cred for having Crazy. Snoop Dogg yeah, on Snoop a song. <laughs> like, and, and, I was, and it sounds a little unlike Snoop Dogg on that track, mm-hmm. too, which was fun. But, you know, the whole album's a little bit more 70s and 60s. You know, um, it's a little less Philly soul, a little bit more kind of Yacht Rocky sounding in parts, which I thought was kind of weird. So the one track that I really did like on the album, besides The Walk, um, I really like the track called A Long Time, just because he makes all these Detroit references in it, which is really fun, because uh, he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan, where you know Detroit's right down the block. So, yeah. um, And he's talking about, welcome to the Motor Town, buckle up, because here we go. And it was just a lot of fun hearing him talk about kind of the scene out there and reminiscing about the olden days and the new days. And it was just a track that I really enjoyed on there. Yeah, well, that's a perfect segue that uh, Mel did there, because uh, unlike her, I wasn't a big fan of Maya when we first started playing him. And it's not a style of music that I go back to and listen to an awful lot. Um, not as much as maybe yourself, Bill, or... Yeah, I or love Nani. the retro soul sounds. Yeah, so I was uh, prepared to be um, dismissive of this, and I'd heard a lot of critics kind of complaining that it was kind of too faux and too uh, too stylized to be real and credible. And soul in this music is the most important key ingredient. So if you haven't got it, there's a part of me that thinks it's not going to work. And I have to say... He won me over with this really? album. Yes. And I thought I thought I was going to be agreeing with you this time. That's so funny. I, I, I was kind of afraid that we were all going to think the same thing of this album. No, uh-huh. I uh, I like the fact that he's actually because the big story about him was he made the first one, you know, basically in his garage on his own. And this one I think sounds smoother and more produced uh, because he made it with musicians, as far as I know. I mean, he's yeah. gone the the route of being on a label and actually getting musicians around him and let's say do this thing for real because a lot of it was sampled before and uh, he came at it from a DJ's point of view as a huge fan of of Detroit music I mean he wants to be seen as kind of carrying the torch for the Detroit music legend that right. has kind of been dismissed you know it doesn't get as much uh, credibility or as much uh, kudos as uh, it should for how much music that city has produced and uh, heaven knows the last couple of years these guys need all the kudos 
they can get. So I think Meyer's coming from a good place. I think he's got a great soul for his hometown. And reading the reviews, my my one qualifier about this album was it sounds great and because you can, you know, get it right in a studio and I think he's got a good enough voice to pull it off, all of those things. And I think he writes lyrics. I mean, these songs are almost like spoofs of songs. They're like, they've got cliches in them and they sound like, you know, quintessential R&B mm-hmm. tracks. And then you realize, no, this is new. And he usually puts a twist on the lyrics, which uh, won me over as well. I like that hooked. That was one of the, the songs that uh, just lyrically has enough of a twist in it that, that, that it's like a hook. It's like a barb. And uh, that's great pop writing, whether it's musically or lyrically. There's got to be something in there that goes, oh, yeah, it catches you every now and again and keeps you coming back. Actually, thought this album was a little bit hit or miss. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, it's it's part of you know part of what I like, and and it, and it makes my playlist. But I don't care for the you know I, I'm not a Hall and Oates guy, and I suppose there's that yacht rock thing. There, there's <laughs> there, I suppose they're one of the yacht rock bands. They are, huh? Yes. And I heard tons of the that old Hall and Oates thing on uh, Finally Falling, track number five. Yeah, that was the one where I heard it. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, that kind of a '70s pop number, more so than R&B. It was a good track, just maybe not my yeah, style so yeah. much. Yeah, and Hooked, track number six, that was a little bit of that too. But then there's other tracks that I really enjoyed, you know, a long time track number two, which you referenced, Melanie, and uh, and uh, No Strings, the, the final track from the album. And mm. the thing I, I like most about him is the grooves. I mean, he, he can create these funky little simple grooves, and, and uh, it, it just, it, it's really well-crafted, really good. I mean, the, the, the songs aren't, uh, you know... Don't, you don't overthink them. I mean, he doesn't no, overthink it. No, it's just it. fun. It's I just think it's fun. just Little fun. Little pop songs and cleverly written, and you know, and uh, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty much of a fan of. And this it's guy. not that easy to do that. You know, no, you yeah. say cleverly written, simple pop songs. I mean, you know, thousands, and millions of people have been trying to do that for a, for many, many years, and he just gets it right more often than not, um, which you know is really tough these days to keep up for on yeah. a second album i mean this guy you know blew up huge he probably didn't think he was going to be where he is now yeah probably you hear not. him interviewing and he was like i didn't even want to sing you yeah, know i mean he's not a, a happy trained accident singer. yeah this yeah. whole career has exactly been so far. exactly yeah. so to get to the point where he's got all this pressure of the first album built up and to pull off the second album in any way shape or form i think uh is huge and, and i think he's done himself proud i you know i don't love every song but no. there's enough here to, exactly. to make it worth worth my he always sounds good spiked into our mix too. Yes, exactly. Yes. The and Walk is one of the best songs I yeah. think we've had 
out all year. I think so, too. And he's got great taste because he's just done a cover of one of my favorite all-time tunes, Melanie. And Which this one? Is, this is appropriate for you as you prepare to leave us because he's just <laughs> covered Tony Bennett's I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Oh, he did? Ah. Who doesn't love San Francisco? And it's Francisco? got a great skateboard. you got to see the skateboards. That's my favorite part of San Francisco, right by the bay there. And they've got kids skateboarding up and oh, down. Yeah. So it's nice. So he's got style. He does have style. Melanie, Mark, thanks so much for dropping by. Pleasure. Talking about Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're talking about Mir Hawthorne's new album, How Do You Do, here on Music Heads. I had a dream today Somewhere I've never been before to Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the essentials, where we let you know what records are must-haves to any Music Heads collection. Joining me today is our midday host, Barb Abney. Welcome to the show, Barb. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Good, so you brought in a Prince album, huh? Oh, yeah. Which one you want to talk about? Controversy. Ah, why is this essential? Um, to me, there are three Prince records and that are just the most important Prince records of all time, to me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it, it's Controversy and then 1999 and Purple Rain, but I, I would those I get two of those three are mine, but I would I would throw Dirty Mind in there in, instead of uh, uh, Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's because of how I discovered it that it became that it's in those that order for me. Um, I, I was you know I'm not from here, right? So my introduction to Prince was him dancing across the stage doing you know Little Red Corvette live wow. on some music show, mm-hmm. be it the Grammys or something. Mm-hmm. And so that was the very first time I had seen Prince, and I thought that he was the greatest thing ever. And they started you know playing that on Top 40 Radio back in Cincinnati about that time. So I was introduced to 1999's music, and then you know. Back in those days, when you went to a record store, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. You had yeah. no money of your own, really, mm-hmm. unless you did little chores and things. Or babysitting. That kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. And so I was uh, in the flag corps, and we traveled to uh, a neighboring town, and we had a few minutes to spare, like an hour to spare, before we did a performance. So we went to a record store, and I was you know, crazy about 1999 and Prince, and I saw controversy oh so you kind of went backwards oh huh? i totally yeah, went backwards nothing wrong with that i've done that a lot the, the clash the clash is a prime example i heard uh, their third album before i heard their first of course so, yeah mm-hmm. so i you know i i bought controversy took it home stuck the big poster where he's like in the shower you know in the little lame bikini oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i stuck mm-hmm. that up on my wall and um i was in love with the first song like immediately and i'm kind of a side one track one geek and this well, is... that's a good one, though. I mean, oh that's, that's the highlight of the album. That's the, one of the highlights of his career to me. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It, this is like, if I had one song that I could listen to for the rest of my life, it's it would be this song. It yeah. is my favorite song of all time. And seven minutes of 14 seconds of just awesome. Stand up, everybody. This is your life. 
That, that's before you look at some of the like really quotable lines in the rest of the record, too. I mean, mm. sexuality is great. And um, I love Private Joy. I, I, I love just I, I could maybe not note for note sing along with it. Um, <laughs> the last song on the record, probably. Yeah, that and Private Joy have a little something in common. Yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember, you know, I was 14, 15 years old yeah. when I, you know, was introduced to this record. And it was like, wow, that's that that was the raciest thing I owned. kind of funny the whole side too are songs prince would never ever perform again no i mean ronnie talked to russia that's kind of dated and the right. rest is subject matter he doesn't like to he touch on it anymore yeah. <laughs> well you know what i think maybe uh the other i think controversy might be the only one of the songs that he would ever do again that's possible think? yeah i don't think he's gonna be playing do me baby no probably not yeah. <laughs> um let's work side two well maybe yeah that's kind of a classic minneapolis soundtrack that's what i've always liked about that one I've never seen them live. Oh, you never have? I've never seen them live. Mm -hmm. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, living here, I think I have a better chance than I did back in Cincinnati of seeing him play, most, right? <laughs> most likely. Well, Barb, it's been a pleasure to talk uh, with you about your favorite Prince album. And I guess I don't have to ask you what song we should wrap up this little feature with, do I? I, I guess we should go with the side one, track one. Side one, track one. Thanks again for dropping by, Barb. And Thanks for having me. And this is Prince's title track from his Controversy album here on Music Heads, back from 1981.
It's been Music Heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Bill DeVille. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to the show, including Barb Abney, David Safar, and Mark Wheat. Big props to Murph from the Wombats for taking time to tell us what he's been grooving on. As always, special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and to Derek Stevens and to our intern Alex Wright. And thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for making shows like this happen. Thanks to you for listening. Find us at thecurrent.org slash musicheads. And we'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek of a track from the best band in late night television, The Roots, who have a new album on the way called Undone. Drummer and spokesman Questlove describes the album as a band as band oriented with an eye on moody cinematic. Here's its lead single. This is titled Make My here on Music Heads. I did it all for the money, Lord. It's what it seems. Well, in a world of night terrors, it's hard to dream. They hollering cash rules, everything. Let's call it cream, because when it rises to the top, you get the finer things. Ocean fronts, rolling blunts, with model chicken saying grace over lobster steak. Like, please forgive us for riding business with camera plates. Too busy looking backwards for jackers to pump my brakes. For help sign to symbolize the lie that hunger takes. Addicted to the green, if I don't ball, I get the shakes. I give it all for a peace of mind, but heaven's sakes. My heart's so heavy that the ropes that hold my casket breaks. Cause everything that wasn't for me, I had to chase. They told I had me to that take. the ends won't justify the means.